Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Lee Smith-Lee. You've been writing about Syria for, well, a long time, but in particular the past couple of weeks. The week started with President Obama saying, I've made the decision that we should attack Syria, and I've made the decision to not make the decision. And the week ended with John Kerry saying that it was courageous of the president to leave the decision to Congress. So where are we this week? Well, I have to say, first of all, that I've been hugely impressed over the last week with, uh, with uh, Secretary of State John Kerry. I think that uh, Kerry has acted, uh, acted much more presidential than the president has. I think his speech, um, I think his speech last week, uh, last Friday, before, uh, before Obama announced that he wanted to refer it uh, to the House for congressional authorization, or refer to the Hill for congressional authorization, I thought was, was quite moving and terrific. Um, so, again, I just wanted to put that out there. I think Kerry's been great. I think the president, the reason that he wanted to refer it to the Hill for authorization, um, unfortunately, we, we, we've seen this fairly consistently with him, especially, I mean, we can even look at Syria. He's blamed it on other people. Two years ago, when the administration's policy was muddied and unfocused, he started to blame it on allies, uh, Israel, Turkey, and Saudi Arabia, the administration was saying that they wanted a tempered approach because they were worried about what would happen. And, you know, we saw, among others, the Israeli ambassador, uh, Michael Oren, the Israeli ambassador to Washington, saying this is outrageous. <laughs> we want Assad gone as much as the next person does. Um, then we've seen over, again, over the, the course of the last two years, every time that the president has um, been concerned about taking a more forward-leaning action, he's effectively referred it to Moscow. He's been using the Russian veto by proxy. And so in lots of ways, I think this is what he wanted to do on the Hill as well. He wanted to either get the House to, uh, whether it wanted to get Congress to kill it, or he wanted to get them uh, to put their names on it as well. So if it turned pear shape. There were other there were other people who were going to pay for it, not just him. Which again, which I I, I I think was not a courageous and not a presidential decision. Nonetheless, I, I think this may uh, uh, against all the odds. I think it may turn out for I think it may turn out for the best. Wait, Lee Smith, you say you see potential light at the end of this Syria tunnel? Yes, absolutely. I think that one of the things that we've seen over the last week, uh, you know, last week. We saw Assad and uh, the Assad regime, and we saw all sorts of American adversaries, including Russia and Iran, being very, uh, being very bold in their pronouncements about American weakness and how the Americans couldn't do this or that. Uh, well, the fact is that the United States is a large and mighty powerful aircraft carrier that's very difficult to turn around uh, and very slow to turn around. But once it does uh, get turned around, it's very deadly and very dangerous to any in its way. And I suspect that uh, the Assad regime right now, uh, I certainly have this sense from talking, to, from talking to rebels on the ground, reporting the last story I did for this week's, uh, for this week's issue. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, that, I think the regime is quite concerned about what's happening, and these, these attacks may, um, may turn out to be much bigger. Again, not because the president necessarily wants it. I think he wants to keep it limited. But I think the momentum, you know, Senator McCain has asked, you know, has asked to change the momentum on the ground. I think that regardless of that request, I think that momentum will change on the ground. I think that's quite likely. Uh, by uh, U.S. actions separate from a specific strike by President o uh, called for by President Obama? Well, look, one of the things that's going on, I, I mean, I think it's, it's incorrect. I think the assumption right now that 
Assad is uh, routing the rebels is incorrect. This is a narrative that's been getting pushed out since uh, since June on the Battle of Qusair when the regime, with an assist from Hezbollah, uh, conquered the town of Qusair, which you know the rebels had held for a little over a year. Um, however, the idea that the regime has uh, again is just you know setting the rebels on uh, um, you know routing them right. is is. I think it's not wrong. Again, if you look at what happened with the chemicals weapon, chemical weapons attack, we see what happened. I mean, this was a very sensitive area for the regime, and the rebels had held this for over a year. Every time the rebels tried to go in there with, uh, you know, with tanks or artillery, they were repelled. They they couldn't get in there. And I think that Assad probably felt after a year it was worth risking, uh, worth risking the president's uncertain red line just to clear the strategically vital area. So that suggests to me, yeah, the regime is not routing the rebels. Maybe much more, uh, the regime may be much more vulnerable and fragile than it lets on right now. But if the president doesn't launch any attack and Congress votes to not attack, then why should Assad be worried? Uh, Assad will not be worried <laughs> if there is no attack. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, I'm optimistic that the uh, that the campaign will be authorized. Well, you know, right now, as we speak, and obviously a lot can change, but uh, Ed Henry reports that John Boehner's nose uh, count is that by Tuesday you could have 300 members of the House on record saying they oppose an attack because the more the president talks, the fewer people want to follow him into action. It's an enormous problem, and I think that, I, I, I mean, one of my concerns was when it was sent to the Hill, my concern was, the president would undermine the people he sent to the Hill to sell this, right? And the, the, the people that he sent, uh, including uh, Secretary Hagel, Secretary Kerry. Again, I, I, started our, uh, I, I started our segment off by saying I've been very impressed with Kerry. And it has been my concern uh, when, when I first heard this announced that the president might well undermine well, well might undermine Kerry. And it's quite possible this is precisely what he's underdoing, what he's, what he's undertaking. Every time we see, we see it announced that maybe the uh, campaign will be expanded, it will be larger than believed, the president comes out, as he did this morning, and said, no, it's going to be limited and short. Um, is this undermining what he states as his own policy? Yeah, he might be doing that. That's a real concern. Uh, uh, my concern is Iran and then Russia's ability to help Iran and the idea of a nuclear Iran. Iran and uh, in the magazine tablet this morning, I, I forget the writer, he wrote, that it, the uh, Russians and, and Iranians are watching this, and if they see uh, Assad untouched after uh, the chemical weapons red line, that that's just going to encourage the Iranians to press on directly towards a nuclear weapon. Do you agree with that analysis? And how that's, should yeah, that's my colleague David Samuels at Tablet, yes, uh, yes. colleague and friends. I, I, I write for Tablet occasionally too. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's correct. I think he is correct. I think the Iranians are keeping a very close eye on this, and I think the Russians are, are watching this very closely as well to see how we respond to Syria. I mean, we have regional allies who are watching it closely as well, above all the Israelis. And I believe they think that if the president cannot enforce the red line on Syrian chemical weapons, then he cannot be trusted to enforce the red line that he's drawn on Iranian nuclear program. Remember, this is the policy of the president. They've said that uh, the policy of the, uh, the administration is to prevent, not contain, a nuclear weapons program. So I think a lot of heads are going to spin if it turns out that the president is not willing to 
you know, not willing okay. to enforce his red line on Syrian chemical weapons. Lee Smith, does anybody believe that the president of the United States, this president of the United States, would act to stop Iran from becoming nuclear? Does anyone believe that it'll be anything but an attempt at containment? There are people who say, I, I, I don't believe it, but mm -hmm. there are plenty of people who argue uh, somewhat convincingly with experience in Washington, including, uh, including Republicans, who will say, given the bandwidth of any particular administration, it's very hard to focus on two things at once. So one reason that the administration is, uh, seems to be blinking on Syria is that it's paying all of its attention, spending all of its resources on Iran right now. Again, I, I don't. I don't myself believe this, mm -hmm. but there are serious people whose assessments I respect, even if I don't necessarily agree with them on this count, who say that this is who say that this may be what's happening. Again, I don't believe it. But that's, how do you not see Assad and Syria and chemical weapons through the prism of Iran watching from next door? How do you, I mean? How do you separate the two? I well, I absolutely agree. I think those <laughs> two things. I think those two things are very closely related. I'm just, I'm, again, I'm, I'm just relaying what I've heard from people, from, uh, you know, friends and colleagues I respect, including on, uh, you know, uh, 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 among Republicans. I'm not talking about uh, Democrats who say that it's quite possible that this is what's happening within the administration. There's only a certain amount of attention that can be paid to any issue. And maybe right now they're uh, focusing more closely on the Iranians than they are the Syrians, and they're willing to let the Syrians go. Look, I mean, there, there is an argument to be made for this, right? Two and a half years ago, uh, I thought the most salient argument, I still do think it's the key argument, was to set back the, uh, a great way to set back the Iranians and a great way to weaken the Iranians was to sever uh, a main link in the resistance, in the chain of resistance around the Middle East, right? If you look at the chain of resistance around the Middle East, choking our allies, choking the U.S.-backed order of the region, namely... Uh, the Gulf, the Gulf Arab Sunni sure. states, most especially Saudi Arabia. If you look at Israel, if you look at Turkey, if you look at Jordan, the resistance chain is meant to strangle them, right? We're talking about Iran. We're talking about Syria. We're talking about Hezbollah. We're talking about different Iraqi groups right now that are supported by the by the Iranians. I thought uh, the best thing to do was to take Iran out. It was to take Syria out of the right. equation. So there are some people who argue right now. It's like it's too late. Forget Syria. Let's just go straight for Iran. I think that's not a crazy argument. I still think right now, though, that I still think there's a lot to be gained by bringing down Assad by making the Iranians pay in Syria. And I'm very dubious to the idea that the guy who's afraid to wrestle the kitten is ready to wrestle the bear. <laughs> yeah, look, so that's well, a problem. Look, Assad there is too. not a kitten. I look, I, he's, he's not a kitten. I, I think there are two things. I, I think that there, there's something to be. I think that. I think the administration has made much too big a deal out of this, uh, the idea of the impenetrable, the indomitable Syrian air defenses. I think this is nonsense. <laughs> but, Syria, you know, it's true, okay, it's not a walkover. I mean, it, 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 it's not, it, it's not um, the Wehrmacht, like a lot of people, the Wehrmacht and the Luftwaffe, like right. a lot of people have been making it out to be. But, you know, it, it, it's not easy, and we should be um, respectful any time that, you know, whatever, any time that Americans might be in harm's way. We need to be respectful. So that's one thing. But the other thing is, look, I'm not sure that Iran is that powerful a bear, right? I, I mean, Iran is Iran talks a pretty good game, but we've seen that Iran can get pushed back pretty easily, and they can be shut up very quickly. As in 2003, when the United States invaded Iraq, the Iranians calmed down. 
Um, so I think that's one thing that we should be looking at in the way that we calmed the Iranians down in 2003. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't last very long when they realized that the Bush administration was not going to continue to push back against them um, when they started asserting their interest in Iraq. I think that was a mistake of the Bush administration. But I think one thing that we should learn from that is the Iranians can be, we can shape their behavior. We can determine how they behave as long as we keep a, uh, a, a lot of pressure on them. Lee Smith with the Weekly Standard, thanks so much for your time today. We appreciate it. This has been the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.